You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What was kind of the draw for you? Know, you wanted to come here to Boise State? Well, you know, I've uh, had a lot of connections with people that work with this program over the years, and. Uh, it really came down to the people in the building. Um, obviously, Coach Harsh and I'd say over half the staff I've worked with in the past and you know the wives and their families. And uh, so it was really just a, a great fit for me personally uh, to be a part of this program for a lot of reasons. Obviously, the staff, the winning culture, uh, everything, the whole process that Coach Harsh, uh, when you're talking about developing young men and obviously being a part of a winning championship program, it was actually a very, uh, very easy decision to make. How, did, how long did you know Harson, or when did you kind of first, you know, kind of cross paths with him? Yeah, you know, Harson, I kind of known over the years, kind of, you know, talked on the phone a little bit and uh, talked some football and kind of knew each other lightly. And then as we figured out we had more friends and more connections, got to know each other a little bit more as the process went on. And then and obviously last year, uh, you know, spent a lot of time out here last year uh, throughout that process and uh, just kind of kept in touch. So when this came about and, and Harson gave me the call, it was uh, – it's really a no-brainer. Uh, what was that? Was that for you last year uh, to come in here? I mean, uh, you, you were were you pretty close? Sounded like it was tough, you know. And I think when you're making these decisions on jobs and you think about your your own family and your kids, and uh, at that point in time last year, it just wasn't the right time, uh, just for my own personal family, um, things that we were kind of going through. And um, so now you can, you know, one year later. Uh, it's a different situation, a different time, and I think really it's kind of the best of both worlds because now you have obviously Zach Hill here now, and I come and help out. So uh, I think it re- really worked out for for the uh, Boise State football in the Bronco Nation. You came out here though and interviewed and stuff, and was considering uh, you know coming here. Yeah, you know it uh, it was tough. Now I was at Fresno there. I was there for about three weeks, so I was kind of just kind of getting settled in a little bit, and then bam, that call came, and it was tough because like I said earlier, the reason why I came this year, a lot of the same. Uh, you know, points of interest were there as well last year. It was just more of a, um, uh, I had to kind of deal with some of my family issues with my father. And uh, so anyway, it just wasn't the right time. But now this year, 12 months later, it's the right time and right fit. So I'm excited. The role's a little different though now. Are you just wide receivers coach, at least for now? What, what that, that role itself, you've had higher roles, calling plays, that kind of thing. Now just yeah. kind of focusing on wide receivers. Your thoughts on that? Uh, to be actually honest, I'm actually very excited about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I just want to coach football, and I'll be around good people. Uh, you know, I've been in a lot of programs over the last you know, five, six years, and, I, and one of those why I want to be here and why I, I uh, you know, sacrificed some of the what we call so-called titles was really to be here and to be here for a long time, be with a great staff, knowing Coach Harson's uh, vision is to be here a long time. Uh, I want to get settled in, get my wife and my family uh, settled in, and just be somewhere for a while, and obviously win some games and be with great guys and have some championships, and obviously develop young men and watch them grow in the future. So, um, but that—that's really the big reason. Is that—is that how you're approaching this job? You know, a little bit of stability, because you know, obviously you've, whether it's on your own volition or not, have had to move around quite a bit. So, you know, was that part of the draw, just kind of being able to be at a place where you might be able to stick around for a while? Absolutely, 100%. I mean, uh, and really, you talk about, you know, when. Coaches, we can go to any job and fit in immediately because you have kind of a fraternity of guys. You have a, you have a common bond with your coaching world and recruiting. Uh, but your families, that's a lot of people don't understand. Your wife, uh, your, your, my son, uh, every time we move, it's a new neighborhood, new friends, new teams, new coaches, new school. Everything's new. Uh, so it wasn't really fair to them. So this was definitely a personal decision. But the professional side is not bad either because you're at a great place. Uh, so it was just a great um, uh, combination of everything kind of uh, gelling together, the right timing of it, 
and, and I'm really excited to be here. What was the last year like for you at Fresno State? And I mean, obviously you end up being an interim coach, and uh, just what was the last year like, I guess? Last year, you know, it's uh, to be able to go through that season is tough. You go through a lot of adversity, but you also find out a lot about yourself. You really do. Uh, you find out about your, your leadership skills and how you get guys to, to try to continue to work hard and be positive and move forward. I think the whole interim head coach thing was priceless, priceless on-the-job training for if you ever want to be a head coach down the road because you're sitting in that chair for five weeks. Well, when you're just the offensive coordinator, you have one-third of the pie. When I become the head coach, you get all thirds, the whole program. It's a bigger picture. It's a bigger spectrum. But what, what a great opportunity. Even though we didn't have the wins on Saturday, everything else that goes along with it, it was an unbelievable experience to be sitting in that chair, have that experience to be a head coach if that's something you aspire to do down the road. Well, what do you know about your group? You lose three of the top four receivers from last season. Do you know much about your group yet? Or? <laughs> I really don't. Uh, <laughs> it's been a whirlwind. It's happened so fast. I was out here for a couple of days. Got everything all finalized. I was on the road recruiting yesterday. Flew back last night for the recruiting uh, uh, weekend this weekend, so it's just been kind of going. So uh, I got on the phone with them, and uh, I'll be continuing to get on the phone with them, get get to know them on a personal level, and then we'll come in, and we'll meet, and we'll talk, get to know them more. But it's just been so fast. I got it through this recruiting, and then we'll, we'll move forward from there. Having worked with quite a few members of this staff already in Boulder, how beneficial was that in making this decision? It was it was huge. It really was because you know you have some other opportunities, other places, and you don't really know those guys. There's not a trust level there. Well, here that was already set. You know, I mean, the chemistry in the, in the building. You walk right in. You already know these guys. You know, it's not a handshake. It's a hug. Uh, so it's a little bit different. So um, that was huge. And uh, you know, obviously, my wife and the wives of the other guys on the staff, they know each other. The kids know each other. So that was a big part of it. it really was. What kind of, you know, as a receiver's coach, what's kind of something that you try to do? I don't want to say maybe different, but that's that's kind of made you successful because obviously at each stop you've had some pretty good guys. You know, what's kind of your philosophy as a receiver's coach? I think the big thing is uh, you really got to hone in on the details and the technique of the position. Uh, you can have a, a good receiver. You give some technique, whether it's releases or route running or separation, to make those good ones great ones. And I think that's the, really the picture is you, got, you have to teach the scheme, but you have to really dive into the individual uh, technique of what they're doing, how they're doing it, and then why they're doing it. A lot of guys, uh, they'll see the plays and say, run a post because coach told me to run a post. Well, I want you to run a post because I want you to understand what's going on in the whole big picture on why you're running that post. I think that's really, really important. You give them a little technique on how to, how to, uh, uh, how to win the line of scrimmage against DBs, and then you have to understand the big picture of how the, how the play works. So I think that's my, my approach when I coach receivers. I coach it from the quarterback's view. I played the position. I coach the position. I've been a coordinator. So I try to teach the big picture to the receivers and understanding on why they're doing things. I think that's really important. It sounds like uh, Coach Harsman said something. You actually got out there and either led some drills or ran some drills. When Was that with the coaches? It was actually right here. Okay. What, what, <laughs> yeah. Was that this time or last year? That was, was last year okay. uh, when I was at the quarterback uh, uh, interview. And uh, we just kind of came out. He wanted to just hear me teach. What's my teaching style? How do I teach? How do I communicate? How do I, what are my drills? which I thought was really beneficial because uh, really a lot of teams don't do that. You sit in a room and you watch a lot of film, but now to actually get out on the field and coach and hear you talk and communicate, I think it's really important. So we did that last year. We didn't do it this year because I kind of went through that last year. Uh, what did you learn from Nick Saban in that year that you were at Alabama? What, was that, what, what exactly did you do that year? And what was? Yeah, that, that whole process came down to the year before I got there, they were a huddle team. They wanted to transition from huddle to no huddle. Um, they had dabbled with it near the end of the year and had a little success, but he wanted to go all in. So I've been fortunate to – uh, transition uh, Coach Tedford from pro style to no huddle. Obviously Saban, uh, Charlie Weiss at Kansas, uh, Steve Sarkeesian at Washington. So I kind of, uh, kind of getting this kind of little reputation of turning guys from huddle teams to no huddle teams. So that was I didn't change what they did offensively. I just changed the process and how they did it. 
Um, and it was an absolutely unbelievable experience where you're not the coordinator, you're not a position coach. I kind of sat there in a consultant role. So I really got to be a sponge and really watch Coach Saban and really study. And I was taking notes and writing everything down. And my computer just got note, notes and notes. So, again, uh, when you develop your career and you want to get better as a coach, what a, what a great human being to learn from. So I was really just a sponge and helped them, uh, kind of consult them on, on going from huddle to no huddle. Do you, do you feel like that, that you're able to fit in here then, obviously, because you know, they, they do some of that sort of tempo stuff and some of the sure. no huddle stuff. you feel like that, that, that's been a fit for you just when you, when you were looking at, at Boise State? Absolutely, no doubt. And I think a lot of the, there's a lot of same philosophies in uh, Coach Harris and, and Coach Hill's uh, offensive philosophy is, yeah, we want to go no huddle, but we also want to be able to put a tight end there, get a running back in there, run the ball we need to be, and be that blue-collar downhill uh, run game, which they've already established and they already have. So there's a lot of similarities in my background, the places I've been. I think that's why it was, it was a good fit here at Boise State. It might be Nick Saban, but is there anybody that's been uh, super impactful or, or the most impactful on your coaching career? You know, it's, it's crazy you say that because I've been around a lot of great coaches, but in that – 12-month stand or 10-month span I was there at uh, Alabama. He probably had the most influence. I think more because, like I said, I was more in that role where I could kind of sit there and be a sponge and really watch and learn and listen to everything he was doing and what he was doing and why he was doing it. Um, Because even when I took over last year for those last five games at uh, at Fresno State, I saw myself trying to implement some of the things he did in a short amount of time I had. So he had, you know, obviously Before you got into coaching full-time, though, and obviously you kind of worked in the business world, and I had heard that the guy that kind of really got you in was was it Chris Peterson? I mean, how much of an impact did he have, you know, kind of on you getting into coaching full time? That's a funny story. So I was in corporate America suit and tie, wanted to go make money, got married. We had our, our daughter at the time, and I was helping out. I was coaching at a, at a junior college in the afternoons. In that meeting there, in the, in the head coach's office, it's one big room, all the coaches are there. The phone rang. The head coach always said, "If I'm not around, answer the phone." I got lucky. He was there. Coach Key saw Glendale College. Hey, this is Coach Peterson. Pete. Pete from Oregon? Yeah. Well, he was my coach. He was my quarterback coach. So if I didn't pick up that phone, I'd probably still be in corporate America, you know, <laughs> uh, and, and sitting at a desk somewhere. But uh, it was his chance. I happened to get the call. We talked a little bit, and then he got me uh, kind of rolling at Oregon, more of a kind of recruiting role. Um, but he was very influential in getting me into the business in the right way. Was he looking for you when he called or just any old coach? No, he, he, was actually call, he was actually calling about a receiver. He was calling for a player. He had no idea it was there. It was total by chance. Um, so he called down, and I picked up the phone, and we started talking.